A reading from Mark 11, 8-11. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in fields. Those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David! Hosanna in the highest heaven! Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple courts. He looked around at everything, but since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Now, Eric, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try something here and do a little exercise, okay? So I, I, I want to take you back in time to a, a memory that I have uh, from 1992. It was the fall of 1992. And I'm going to describe for you um, a scene of a, of a speaker, a, a person who came to give a speech in my hometown. And I went to the speech. And I'm going to give you a whole bunch of details about the speech, but I'm not going to tell you who the speaker was. And I'm going to see if you can guess at the end, okay? I can't wait to see why we're doing this. <laughs> okay, you'll, you'll see. It'll all make sense in, in our reading. It'll make sense. Okay, so it was the fall of 1992. I, you know, I was a kid, and I went on a school bus with my classmates or whatever. We went to this speech. It was a big lawn. There was a big stage that was set up. There was a high school band playing patriotic tunes. There was American flags all over the stage. There were Secret Service uh, people walking around, you know, with the ear things in their ear. I even remember seeing one of the Secret Service guys on top of a building, which I thought was really cool. Um, there were some local leaders who gave speeches before this traveling speaker came. And there was lots of cheering. Oh, and another thing is we were given these placards. We were given like these um, poster boards with the person's name on it. The person, the big, the main event speaker. And we were waving those in the air, you know, cheering for him as he took the stage. Now, knowing what you know about all those details I just gave you, but I haven't told you who the speaker was. Can you guess? Can I ask you one quick question before I do? Yes. Because mm -hmm. I do have an answer. Uh -huh. um, was he a Civil War president? A Civil War president? <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Much later than that. I'm not that old. This is 1982. <laughs> oh, how confused can you be? Um, <laughs> I would say it sounds a lot like George, uh, the father, George Bush. That's right. George was, W. Bush. He was you president knew that. then. Yeah, you knew, exactly. You knew. I gave you, I gave you symbols um, and details surrounding who was on the stage, but you knew he was a president. You know, you could probably surmise he was running for re-election based on everything I told you. Now, why in the world have I taken us through that exercise? Well, the details of, of Palm Sunday, the triumphal entry, to the ancient reader, to the first biblical readers, when they heard about the donkey coming in, when they heard about the palm branches being waved, when they heard about the cloaks being spread on the streets, when they heard about people shouting Hosanna, they would have known what that story was saying. What was it saying? It was saying that the person on that donkey is Messiah. Just like you knew from the details I gave you that the person on the stage was a president, even though I didn't have to say it, you knew it. Same thing with these details. Oh, the point of the story is telling us that Messiah has come. This is the long-awaited King of Israel, the Messiah. Um, I just like to take people through that exercise because the, sometimes we like think about palm branches. We're like, what's going on here? Well, it was really obvious back then what the story was communicating. Well, what's also really obvious from this point of view, and I don't know when Palm Sunday rolls around, whether the pastor or preacher in the church is going to bring this up, but it is a very big point. Uh, they knew 
who it was, the Messiah, but they didn't know it. They had no idea why he was coming in. Because a lot of these ideas had developed back a thousand years before. They're thinking King mm-hmm. David. And they're mm-hmm. thinking of you know, all his, all the kings that would follow come from King David. Uh, and they've been waiting around. Uh, they had, the, the Jews had gone into exile and then they came back and uh, then they were invaded by the Greeks, and then they're invaded by the Romans. And the w- one thing they all seem to want to have happen is get rid of all these people who have come and invaded their country and desecrated it to a certain extent. And so they're looking for that, actually. Mm-hmm. And that is not what the triumphant en- the entry is really right, all about. Exactly. Yeah, he was coming on a, a saving mission, yes, but not to save Israel from Rome, but to save us from ourselves, us all, from the sin that pervades all our hearts. So um, where does this misconception come from? Well, one place it comes from is one of the minor prophets, uh, Zechariah, who says in the ninth chapter, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you, righteous and having salvation is he, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt and the foil of a donkey. And the reason I, I, I read that is because they misinterpreted him too, because he was also talking about the Messiah envisioned by, I mean, coming from God to save people from their sins, which was actually separating them from God. So I think that, uh, you know, the, the, the Pharisees and all the others would have known the Zechariah and they would have gotten it wrong. And the people would have gotten it wrong because they were getting their information from the, uh, the, the, uh, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and other people like that. 